So it's Friday, which means the psychology of the human brain should be like overwhelmed with joy right now. Absolutely overwhelmed with joy. And you're not going to enjoy your Sunday quite the same way as Friday. I've said it a million times. It's going to happen. So today, I'm going to talk the NFC. And I am a huge NFC fan. All the teams, to me, have a tremendous amount of history. And yes, I know, so does the AFC. But I love the NFC. And we are going to start off with the NFC East, because yours truly is a Cowboy fan. And I kind of want to go through each one of the teams in the NFC East and just give you my evaluation. First is the Washington Redskins, who defeated Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles in Week 1 by a margin of 10, and then lose to the Cardinals by 15. Now, we'll talk about the Cardinals later, but the Washington football team, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, to me look like they're going to be the second-best team in the NFC East this year. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they're definitely going to be a team that you can look at and say, okay, we didn't expect this. The outcome's going to be seven wins. But when you look at their schedule, because their schedule, let me tell you something, the NFC East schedule this year, they got to face the LA Rams, the Seattle Seahawks, the San Francisco 49ers, then they have to face the Ravens, the Bengals, the Browns, and the Steelers. And then <laughs> they have the luxury of having to face formidable foes that are above 500, at least one of those games for each one of these teams. So the NFC East is going to have a tough go. If they if they end the season, this whole entire division ends the season with the best team winning nine games or eight games, it's going to be bad. So the next is my team, the Dallas Cowboys, and they are currently um, riding a high from the Falcons win last week where they trailed by three scores in the first quarter, or first half. Turned the ball over four times, and somehow Dak Prescott willed this team to a win. 40, 450 yards passing, a touchdown, zero interceptions, and three rushing touchdowns Dak Prescott did. And he found a way to will his team at home, against the Falcons. But this week we're facing Seattle, and I'm sorry. But see, Russell Wilson, to me, listen, everyone wants to talk about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Playmaking ability between these two quarterbacks is comparable. Russell Wilson, to me, is going to go to the Hall of Fame. He is deadly accurate with the football. If you ever needed a sample size... YouTube or look up the Cowboys versus Seattle game in the division playoffs two years ago. That game, you saw Russell Wilson throw the ball through some tight windows, folks. Windows so tight, you got to start questioning the existence of humanity. 
He defied physics. Dallas will end up winning this division, not because I said so and I'm a Cowboy fan, but because the NFC East is trash this year. Trash. And we'll talk more about that momentarily. But they have Seattle and then Cleveland. This team, Dallas, could start the season, the first quarter of the season, one and three. And they might still end up winning the NFC East. So we go to the Giants. And somehow, they're the third best team in the NFC East. Saquon Barkley tore his ACL. And he is out for the season. The Giants are shot. They are shot for the season. Footnote, if you're a fan of the running back position like I am, it's my favorite position on the field. If you don't agree that Ezekiel Elliott at this point is the greatest back in this NFL currently, and not only is he the greatest back in the NFL currently in the last five years, you're being a fan favorite of your of your favorite team because Saquon Barkley might be the second best running back in the league. He's out. Durability matters. And I'm not trying to jinx Ezekiel Elliott. But his availability and his ability to perform up to this point, phenomenal. So the Giants are shot. They're going to probably win two games this year, maybe four. I really thought they were going to win six. But without Saquon, you're really putting a lot on Jones to make plays that I don't think he's ready to make. And he's not a first-tier quarterback, second-tier quarterback, or third-tier quarterback. He's in that TBD category, to be determined. Lastly, the Eagles. You know, they gave up like nine sacks in the last two weeks. This is a team that's supposed to have the offensive line in the NFL. And Carson Wentz, who is a guy that gets hurt quite a bit, he is a Fabergé egg. He reminds me a lot of Tony Romo in this regard. He's phenomenal when he's on the field, but he's absent quite a bit. This might be a make-or-break year for Carson Wentz, despite the fact that he signed a long-term contract with Philly. They got a pretty good deal with him. I don't wouldn't put it past him to try to trade him to the Lions or the Bears for two first round picks because he just does not stay healthy. This team will probably be third in the division because again they have to face some defenses that have pass rushers, and I'm curious to see how that goes down. Next is the most dominant division in the NFC, which is the West. And the Cardinals have surprised some people, but they didn't surprise me. I told you earlier on several podcasts ago when we were talking football that the Cardinals were going to surprise some people. I didn't know how well they were, but I thought they were going to be in the 8-8 eight eight range. And so far, they beat the brakes off of the 49ers, and they beat a shitty Washington team. They're going to play a crappy Lions team and a crappy Panthers team and a crappy Jets team. This team's going 5-0, and folks. They're going 5-0. and And if they don't go 5-0, and then that tells you where this team is. They're a slightly below average football team that has a very weak schedule. They then proceed to play the Cowboys, the Seahawks, the Bills, the Seahawks, the Pats, the 
Rams, 49ers, and Rams again. They have eight games here on this schedule that are going to be tight. And they've got to win all of their games that they should win to make the playoffs. So very impressed so far with the Cardinals up to this point. I am kind of excited for them as, as a as a as a fan of those who are fans of Cardinal fans growing up in Arizona. Um, it's pretty impressive. Next is the Rams. Um, they beat the Cowboys and they beat them in L.A. and they're with some horrible officiating, but they won against the Cowboys. And they did beat an Eagles team that they should have had a closer margin with, but they ended up blowing out them by 18 points, I think. But this is another team that's got the same schedule as the Cardinals, and it's not going to be pretty for them because they have to, on top of that, they have to face Tom Brady and the Patriots. So... They have a similar contrast where they're 2-0, but they have the same eight-game stretch of complicated games plus one having to face Tampa Bay and the Bucks. To me, this team has to win all the games they're supposed to win, and they're going to have to win a game or two that they weren't supposed to win to make the playoffs. The Rams got an uphill battle. This schedule is insane, especially being in the NFC West. Because every one of these teams is 500 or above. Last is the 49ers, or the Seahawks, sorry. So Dallas plays them this week. Same tough schedule outside of maybe the Giants and Eagles. Um, they've got to face some formidable talent. Even Minnesota is a team you, that you got to consider here. Because, frankly, Minnesota knows how to put up points. Kirk Cousins gets 4,500 yards a year. So Seattle gives up some yardage when it comes to the receiving game. They just do. They're not the legion of boom that they were before. Seattle is going to have a tough time, and I think they're going to end up being 11-5 or 8-8. It's one or the other. They're going to go 8-8 eight eight or 11-5. I don't know which one yet, but we'll see. Lastly is the 49ers, which I think at the end of the year, they went to the Super Bowl last year. <clears throat> they played two extra games. <clears throat> this year, they've already lost two of their pass rushers. And to me, this was the team that won the division last year. They should have the hardest schedule. And on paper, they do. They got to face the Saints and the Packers. And those two teams, the Green Bay Packers look good. And I don't see them winning. I think they're going to split the NFC East this year with those games and I think they're 7 and 9. They're a 7 and 9 team. As we go into the NFC North, it is pretty basic math at this point that the Bears um are a team that got really lucky against the Lions and they played a crappy Giants team. They will play likely a, te- a Falcons team with a higher energy this week after losing to the Cowboys with no time left. And they're going to be in Atlanta. And then they have to face the Colts. We're going to find out how good the Bears really are when they have to face a team like the Colts. Because the Colts aren't going to just beat your brakes off. But they are a comparable team. And we'll see how good they are 
come week four, maybe I'll change my mind. But this is a team that has a very soft schedule. Um, Carolina sucks. Carolina, uh, the Colts are meh. Um, the Vikings, like I said, they'll put points up, but that's a division rival. They should split that game, and they should split the Lions, if not route the Lions. You have the Jaguars. This is a team <coughs> that, on paper, at 2-0, and having not played anybody, they are exactly what we thought they were. They didn't play anybody yet, and they still don't have a quarterback. Lastly, when we move into the NFC, is Green Bay. They beat the Vikings soundly, 43-34. to That was an offensive shootout, right? Lions, Packers, Packers won that game. They have the Saints this week. In New Orleans, I think they're going to lose that game, and I think they're going to lose to Atlanta. Not Atlanta, but Tampa Bay the week after. This is a team that's got, it's not necessarily their opponents, but the home games matter, especially for the Packers, because they have a huge home field advantage. And I think Green Bay will end up winning this division, but they're not going to win 11 or 14 or 12 or 13 games like they did last year. Vikings, the best 0-2 team in the league. I'll say it again. They're the best 0-2 team in the league, and they lost to the Colts 28-11. This week is a game that I am concerned about if I'm a Viking fan. This make or break the season. So for me, if they don't beat the Titans, which are a good team, there's no playoffs for the Vikings. They're done. There's just none. So... Minnesota's going to be that team that's a home wrecker. They're going to go in and face some teams that are in the bubble, and they're going to keep that from happening. Lastly is the Lions. There's not much there. I feel bad for Matthew Stafford because he's only had a couple good years in Detroit. And he's put up some numbers in his career, and he's going to probably end up going to a team that's rebuilding and they need a journeyman quarterback, and he'll end up making a run and a wild card run with another team, but he need they need to let him walk. I feel bad for him. Matt Stafford deserves better than Detroit. Detroit doesn't deserve a football team. As we go in, the NFC South has been increasingly disappointing. If anything, we knew what 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 the NFC East was. We definitely expected things of the NFC West. The NFC North overachieved slightly. The NFC South has been depressing as shit. The Saints are 1-1. One one. People are starting to call for Drew Brees' job. <clears throat> you know what's getting bad in New Orleans after they have a busty loss that we're questioning Jameis Winston. This dude loses by 10 points against the Raiders team that surprised people last year. And this year, they're 2-0. and They have had a tough schedule, folks. Buccaneers beat them. Raiders lost. In Oakland, this week, Green Bay, they're going to win that game, in my opinion. Lions, they're going to win that game. Chargers, they're going to win that game. Carolina, they're going to win that game. Chicago, they're going to win that game. Then they got to go to Tampa Bay and play them again. That isn't for eight, seven more games, something like that. The Saints are going to be fine. In fact, they're going to win the division. And Drew Brees, going to throw for 4,500 yards, 20-some touchdowns. 
eight or nine interceptions. Drew Brees is fine. They're going to do well. Buccaneers, they were the team to win the Super Bowl this year. They lose to the Saints. They beat a crappy Panthers team. They're going to play a crappy Broncos team. They're going to play a very young Chargers team. They're going to play a crappy Bears team. They're going to play the Packers. They're going to play a handful of crappy teams this year, but then they have Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Oakland, L.A. They're going to have to have some have some games here. But this is a 10-win team, in my opinion. This is a 10-win team. I don't think they're as good as they think. Tom Brady isn't as good as they think. That defense isn't as good as they think. Tampa Bay is going to end up being the third best team in this division if they're not careful. Falcons. Tough opponent in Seattle. Lost. In Atlanta. Lost to the Cowboys. To me, that loss <clears throat> signifies that this is going to be a long season for the Falcons. I I think they're a 7-9 and nine team, folks. I think they're slightly better, and I think their head coach loses their job. And lastly, <clears throat> as we round this out, the Panthers. 0-2. Teddy Bridgewater, poor guy. Christian McCaffrey, out for the season. You had two tough games with the Raiders and Bucks at the beginning of the season. We now know what this team is. And they're a team <clears throat> that's going to struggle now that Christian McCaffrey's gone. The sample size is there. Chargers, they're going to lose that game. Cardinals, they're going to lose that game in the next two weeks. And they have a route here. They have to play the same teams. Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Minnesota, who's going to wreck some jobs. Green Bay, Kansas City. This is a team that's got some uphill climbing to do. And I don't see them winning this division. I don't even see them close. This might be a team that is at the bottom of the well by the end of the season. And they're going to go out and probably draft a quarterback. Poor Teddy Bridgewater. Love that kid. Expect more from him. But he signed with the wrong team at the wrong time. So that's my NFC Digest of what's going to happen. I think realistically, I think the Cowboys have the most potential. I think Tampa Bay is going to end up disappointing. And I think Seattle is going to end up being the favorite when this is all said and done. I think they're the best team in the NFC on paper. They're not, but they have Russell Wilson, and to me, that is a huge deal. And as we get further into this, we'll find out how bad COVID gets into the winter. But home field advantage is going to matter more and more as we get into these games because people are going to start going to the games. So the 12th man isn't expected to enter Seattle until week four. Dallas is going into Seattle where there's not going to be a lot of noise. This is an opportunity for the Cowboys to steal a game from Seattle at home while there's nobody there. So with that said, I hope you guys have an enjoyable weekend. I hope you enjoyed my NFC take and talk to you later. Everybody love everybody. Mm